A Woman's View with Amanda Dixon. A look at the news here at home and around the world, all from the perspective of women. Now, Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to A Woman's View here on KSL News Radio. It's always such a treat to have wonderful women talk with me about the issues of the week. And this week, Dr. Tamara Sheffield is with me, Senior Medical Director of Preventive Medicine at Intermountain Health. How are you, Dr. Sheffield? Oh, doing great. Wonderful holidays and excited for the new year. So glad to see you. And Mary Richards is with me, my my confidant for many years here in KSL <laughs> News Radio, who is now a church news reporter. How are you, Mary? So good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And Dr. Delena Tonks is with me, Executive Director of Mountain Heights Academy. Dr. Tonks, Happy New Year to you, too. Back at you. And just thrilled to be here. Thanks, Amanda. I have several things I want to talk to you about. And the first one, I thought this was so interesting, that I read in the Deseret News that the murder rate in the United States and here in Utah has gone down. What fascinated me about this, though, is that if you ask people, and this is true whether these people are educated or not. If you ask them, do you live in a safer or more violent time? Hands down, they will say more violent. They absolutely believe that we live in a more dangerous and more violent time, maybe than ever before, when the opposite is true. And I must raise my hand and take some responsibility for this because I do blame the media in large, in large measure for the fact that we focus on violence because violence is the exception to the rule. We don't focus on everyone who's home safe. We only focus on those who were in car crashes. So it gives this impression to everyone that we live in a more violent time than we do. Mary, what, what's your take on that when you see statistics like this? You know, it was so interesting to look into, I always want to know why, right? And and that article talked about how there, were, um, there was one reason they thought, even though it's difficult to ascertain, was that we have our structures and systems back in place that had been kind of disrupted or even yanked away from people during the pandemic and when things were shut down. So those structures and systems are so crucial to a safe society. And then I wonder too, if this idea of, oh, we actually do need police agencies. There was a call to defund them. And now there's this realization about the, the safety and the, you know, that they provide. And so I wonder if some of those communities are seeing a decline in murder rates because of those things coming back. Mm, interesting. And Dr. Sheffield, how, how do you see this issue? So um, I mean, one of the things that I always look at is, is it a trend or is it just an, an up and down that we see the variations that happen each year, whether, you know, some years it's good, some up and down, and that's normal variation. If we're seeing a consistent trend year over year, that really tells me that we're seeing a, a societal change. Um, but I agree with you that if we look at, and we, we say the same thing in terms of just our, you know, the... What we hear in the news versus what we see in our own lives tends to be very different. And mm -hmm. um, I think that we, we do, I, I wish we did have a good, you know, the, the good word news or something that would actually tell us about all the good things happening more and, and, and keep that balance about what really is happening in our own circles and our own environment, because we don't tend to see those things. We tend to feel like we're in a fairly safe community, and we worry about the stress of always hearing the bad when, yes. when truly that is not the case. And so we need to make sure you know, politicians who want us to change and go to them tell us everything's bad. 
Um, and I think we need to really balance out those messages and say, make sure we're looking for both sides of this and not just focusing on the bad. But I do agree in terms of COVID that uh, things are coming back to more normalcy. Um, I, I agree that we need to make sure that we are looking out for those in our neighborhoods, make sure we are looking out for those who may be experiencing violence in their in their lives and keep our antennas up to be able to be helpful neighbors. Yes, good. Dr. Tonks, how do you see this? Well, I agree with a lot of what's been said, and and I like to go straight for the statistics. And it was shocking to me to see that it's 5.5 people per 100,000. Those are tiny. Uh, now, it, not to the people who are involved, right? That's their yeah, whole surely. or their world. So I'm not minimizing the effects of uh, domestic violence or homicide or any of those things. But it is helpful for me to put it into into that context instead of looking at a, a micro story that in, impacts three people and thinking that it's generalizable to the greater population. So that just that helps me put it into perspective. And I agree with the media angle. We know what sells and that's heartbreaking to me. And, and then I start thinking, OK, well, what could I do differently to move the needle there? Like, could I not click on the stories that are, you know, the the clickbaity things and the horror and the agony and the pain and the grievances of everybody else. And could I personally, what can I personally do to, to move the needle in that trend to be a consumer, a savvy consumer of positivity? I love that. And I, I'm, I'm thinking, because I understand, we live in an, an attention economy. I've heard it described that way, that everything is about keeping and capturing and keeping your attention and people do. They click on more often. They return more often. They stay longer with stories that are about catastrophe of some kind. Yet, Mary, do you have any thoughts about that, about what we in the media can do? What's our job to move the needle? Yeah, I think about how much I have just really enjoyed at the church news writing stories about the good in the world and the good things that people are doing and pointing out the helpers. Of course, we have to write about natural disasters and tragedies and, and death, but what is the good happening around that or or what does the relief effort look like and those stories do really really well for church news because there's that hunger for that so uh, this i agree the the um the clickbaiting is tricky because i know that there's also this desire from journalists to to get the news out there and tell the news but can it be done in a way that's not so sensational is there a way that we could put it into context after each story that says this tragedy represents this percentage of the population. And we point it out because you need to know it, but let's remember that the rest of us are okay. We'd be doing that constantly though. I guess that wouldn't work. <laughs> That's true. I know those are some interesting conversations to have for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love having a, a chance to sit down with these three women and ask them. But when we come back, I want to ask you a little bit about, I thought this was so interesting. This was an article I saw in the Tribune about how our fears about big tech could be addressed better if we focused, instead of just on STEM education, if we focused on the humanities and, and teaching people how to be good citizens and not just, you know, not just employable. More on that when, when we come back. This is A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. <laughs> 